Hey everyone, Content Cube, episode 6. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosher. I'm Zach Holstein. And we are back at it again, right before winter break. This is a big week. This is the Irishman of Content Cube episodes, much to Jake's dismay, but I think this is going to be a long one. <laughs> I have a Spanish round tomorrow, but it's okay. You know, Zach does too, but he's being cool about it. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I guess I'm just like a, a team player. I mean, I wish we could say that for everyone on the team. I guess I'm guess I'm selfish. You know, you know who else I wish could have been cool? Uh, Bill Microsoft, uh, when he decided you're going to restart this now or in an hour in the middle of the episode. Yeah, Brian's Brian's little Microsoft tablet. It's been going through some things. Ooh. Yeah, it only it only stays alive if it's plugged in. <laughs> yeah, so um, we just watched. Who's watching The Watchmen? We are watching The Watchmen. Hey. I didn't know that we were choreographing that. I, I wasn't either. You um, missed out on it. We man, played it earlier. Episode, I just the so let's just get into it. Yeah, we just watched it. Like, we, like, just, just watched so, it, yeah. like, at my house. Yeah, we all came. It was a good time. Um, are we doing spoilers? Are we going to talk no spoilers? Yes. Yeah, spoilers. There's the no way to not do yeah, spoilers. No, from the start, show. we're doing spoilers. Okay. Spoilers start now, and check the description for when they end. Yeah, don't don't leave and then um, not come back. Just fast forward, hit that fifteen second, bash it, <laughs> bash it for fucking. But honestly, if you care enough to time. listen to Watchmen stuff, then you've probably watched it by now anyway. But that's what I'm saying. They don't care to listen to it. That's why they're skipping this entire segment. <laughs> um, I didn't like the episode, honestly, guys. I'm sorry. I, I fucking knew it, <laughs> Brian. Brian picks like two things that really no. don't affect the story no, and it dude, lets it no. bother him to his core no i can't even tell you why i don't like it it just didn't hit See, like okay no I there are things no there are things about it like kind of fucking weird how it's like oh i can't see the time period where i'm not dr manhattan except before i was dr manhattan i think it's weird that he also lives simultaneously as a child before he was dr manhattan but cannot live simultaneously while he is cal uh, I think that's weird and doesn't really make sense. I don't get what you, you know. Mean. You know what I'm saying? I thought we just explained that the tachyon thing was no, and no. He, we get that, but earlier in the episode, he references when he was a kid and he's like, telling those stories. And, and he's he, not saying like, "Oh, it happened." He's saying yeah. like, "Right now, I'm a child." But that's before he's Doctor Manhattan, so he doesn't have time omnipotence. So for him to have that power when he's a child, but he can't even see into. I mean, you could say tachyons, but I just don't like the idea of him existing as Dr. Manhattan before he became Dr. Manhattan. I don't I mind it. I don't, doesn't really. I mind it. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with a comparison. I came both when we were walking in here to record. Um, people, I would assume, as I've already seen on Twitter, are loving this episode. They're receiving it Got very highly. Got a 10 highly. out of 10 on IGN. But it reminds me a lot of The Last Jedi. It does, for Watchmen, what Last Jedi did for Star Wars, and that it creates its own rules to do what it wants to do. Because it makes up a lot of new things to justify all the plot things, which I'm fine with. I think it's awesome. But core watching fans, I feel like, will have an issue with this in that it created a lot of things like the Tachyon thing. Let me, let me, let I mean, me ask you a question, guys. <laughs> what? Because I forgot. My memory slips. I don't have Dr. Manhattan memory. <laughs> do I... He doesn't memory. He just knows. Do, <laughs> he do lives. I... He lives it all. Do I like The Last Jedi? Yeah, you love me. it. You love it. Then what do you think I thought of this episode? <laughs> I know you like this episode. I could see the joy in your no, face. Right? I, I I was like a little kid watching Dr. Manhattan blow people up. I, I was so giddy. No, but here's what I'm talking about. It's like in the Watchmen comics, he talks about like, oh, it couldn't kill, uh, this couldn't kill John. Do you think it would, like, it, 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 it couldn't, he talks about like him, he talks about John almost like out of, in third person, right? 
So that would imply that he is completely disconnected from when he was a human. All right, that he's but moved he is, beyond it. Yes. He's moved beyond well, it. Well, that he's not even connected to it anymore in a way that he cares well, about. Well, that's an assumption. But to what? Well, he talks about him like he's someone else. So, but when you tell me it's like, oh, he actually also lives simultaneously. It's like Darth, Va- Darth Vader talking about Anakin like he's someone else. He does that. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I mean, he's moved beyond it. It doesn't mean he doesn't remember shit when he was Anakin. You know exactly what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying you're, you're speaking of things like they were definite and because and you created them in your mind, and now that you see that they weren't that way, you're upset by it. Are, are we still talking about the child thing? I um, mean, it's not. It's it, everything before he was Dr. Manhattan. Okay, so I have okay. an explanation for that. If you think about it this way, like he has access to that because he didn't have the tachyon thing, so he can yeah. still access what have so, at some point happened in his brain. It's still the same that brain. that blocked it. He doesn't have a brain anymore. Dr. Manhattan doesn't have a brain. He's a fucking be like what I'm saying is I don't I'm not it's mad the at same mind. I know I'm not saying that he shouldn't remember it. I'm saying he shouldn't be able to like, oh I'm living it right now. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. There's no link to the past. Like the link with him in the future and the past is that he's Dr. Manhattan, he's this being of like infinite power, and he exists through time. His ability is that he simultaneously experiences everything at once. But he can't experience things. At once, if he didn't have the power. This is, this I, I is how Lost Je- Last Jedi feels when they talk about the things they hate. It's well, these things. I mean, I don't, like, this doesn't ruin the episode for me. For me, the episode was simply not engaging for me for some fucking reason. I don't know why. I was extremely hyped for this episode. Do you want to give your, hit, your like, overall opinion before yeah. or after me? Because I have, do you want to be, like, end on a super high note? Or Yeah, you can go. Like, okay. I'm not going to tell you this is an objectively bad episode or even, because that's not real. Hey guys, it's not fucking real. Objectively, yeah, uh, art is always subjective, and <laughs> I don't it know, some of it's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> it can be bad, but you can't be like you're wrong for liking this. I can say you have bad taste. Whatever. I'm not gonna tell you. I would say it. someone who says Jurassic Park is bad art is objectively wrong. I think it looks like shit, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like to joke about. It. I don't even like to joke about. It. Um, I don't think the episode was bad. It just wasn't engaging for me at all. Okay, so then to follow up on that... I don't know why. um, I am at the same point Zach is for this episode, but Zach inherently loves the show more than I do, so like how much I like this episode is still less than he likes it because I don't completely adore the show, but I do like it a lot. Um, It actually was the episode that hit home the most for me because I finally cared about a character. I finally like... I finally actually was like, okay, Angela and their relationship actually semi-mean something to me, and um, I think... The ending with the music that they laid over it, um, she has to, or try to defend Dr. Manhattan. I thought that was awesome. Um, I was, I was high on it. I'd give it like a nine. I like the, who, who plays Cal? Uh, Black Man is from Aquaman. Mateen the second, I don't know, I don't know his first name. Something was funny for me, it's not, it's not like bad, but it was just like a funny visual of, um. When she's like, "Oh, your your voice changed," like after he no. after he turned into Cal, like the idea of him doing like the fucking uh, <laughs> David uh, who's in Arrested Development, David Cross, right? Yeah, the David Tobias? Cross, yeah, the David Cross uh, white guy voice from Sorry to Bother You. All of my vocal cords <laughs> loosened up, and now I sound <laughs> like <laughs> that'd have been funny. Like that's kind of what it was. the the part where like they just wouldn't show his face because it's like. Dr. Manhattan's white, but we're just using the same actor, and we just need to... That was a little... 
Yeah, it was weird they that they never showed it in the past. Well, because I think well, like, then it made sense why at the end because they didn't they wanted to use the same actor for the yeah. voice and stuff. But they but like they, they was very distinguished that it was a different person at the table. You yeah. could have had it be a different person at yeah. the table. I think that would have just laid on the the my point my joke and Ozymandias's joke that it is kind of blackface. <laughs> that was yeah uh, for viewers who weren't watching it with us, um, which is no one. I was sitting uh, on that you're one. You're here. You watched it, <laughs> Brian. Um, before. Or Ozymandias makes a comment that uh, he can't do this anymore because it's cultural appropriation. I'm saying like 16 <laughs> minutes before. I was like, I was sitting on that since like the idea. It's like, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan is a white man and he is turning into a black man. I'm like, yo, is this blackface though? Uh, not really. I mean, he's a celestial being. I don't know. God can do what he wants. <laughs> so Zach, rave about it. Rave? It's rave time? Time yeah. for a rave? Yeah, you loved it. Enough yes, fun. yes I did. <laughs> what did All you right. love? Oh man! So if this was a Friends episode, it <laughs> thank God it, wasn't. it would. It, the thank title, you. the title would be the one with all the answers to the questions that have been bothering you for the seven previous episodes, because there were a lot of questions. What did it answer? And they were it an, it literally well it answered pretty much everything about Ozymandias where he is, his situation. Mm-hmm. I'd say that was that's the first thing that it answered. I thought we knew that. Oh, we did. I, I can. Can we play back the game tape from last week where we were talking about how we we literally thought it was Lady True. Was you thought it, it was Lady True. I knew it was Doctor Manhattan. Oh, but we knew that. We had a whole discussion <laughs> on how we did not know that. All right. Um, I cannot confirm or deny what Brian Jake, said. That Jake, I remember Jake specifically saying it was. It's definitely Lady True, right? That's what I'm, Jake said. I'm not. I did not join that battle. Brian, yes, you did. No, Brian was the one who said he knew. I'm saying, oh. yeah, last week you I know, did guys, say that. guys, we're arguing about this right now, but it's pointless because I'm putting it in. I'm putting the audio into the episode, and they'll hear. Yeah, they'll know. <laughs> That's true. Pull up the receipts because I'm right. Um, so, yeah, this one answered everything about Ozymandias, and I feel so much better about all that now. Now all of that makes sense. Um, I love – now we know how he was able to become like Cal and stuff. Like that all makes yeah. sense in their yeah, relationship. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, like how not remembering thing, I was confused by that, and now we know. Makes sense to me. Um, so, yeah, that I I like leaving this episode. Going into the finale, you don't really want to have many questions. Like, it's cool to have questions earlier in the season because it keeps you, like, intrigued and stuff. It's like how J.J. Abrams raised ten questions with Force Awakens. Like, it, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next one. If I left Force Awakens knowing every goddamn thing, I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's go. Uh, but... Yeah, so now going in the finale, though, it's cool because we know uh, what's going on. Now we just get to see how it all shakes out. And so I thought it was a perfect prelude, uh, you know, to the finale. Uh, The ending was awesome, I thought. It's really cool to see Doctor. I thought it was played for laughs a lot first. Like, oh, like how it's like back to him, like being at different places and just zapping different places. It was very funny. This episode made me laugh. She was so flustered by it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Regina King continues to be. Awesome. She's great. Yeah, she's really fucking funny and just, just honestly, just a phenomenal actress. And then they saw that last scene. That last scene where she goes out to try and protect him, and he's like, "This is the moment where I fall in love with you." And she honestly kicks some ass, and then he comes out and is a god and kicks some, some ass. It literally obliterates some ass. Yeah. Um, I love it. The music, all of it, was perfect. Yeah. And then you can always be like, "Oh, why didn't he still god? Why couldn't he stop that guy?" Uh, but he knew it was going to happen. It's just the way... And he has to let it the, happen. He has to let it happen. Oh, the paradox. So then, so then that's... I'm going to give my opinion on it because I know you... Brian is You had a, a look of concern when it happened. I actually, like... 
I like when things mess with time. I find it interesting because you can't really figure it out, and that's kind of the purpose. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed the idea that where you deal with like the questions of uh, fate and what it means, and so I think that whole thing was interesting. But Brian has other opinions. I don't know. It's just like another thing that like I don't know. I mean, again, I liked this show as a thing that took place after Watchmen comic. Oh yeah, you know, and that was kind of what I was here for. And I'm like, uh, but they've started touching things about like Watchmen more and more, and it doesn't like kill it for me. But like, the paradox thing for me is like almost weird uh, because Doctor Manhattan always seems like a uh, hands off kind of guy, and to s- apparently just affect the time stream in an unexplainable way doesn't seem like his vibe, especially after he's like. Yeah, there's nothing we can do here. I mean, I, I just kill all these guys, but I just gotta get got. And he just seems like a guy to go with the flow. For so for him to directly like affect the past or present or whatever like that, it doesn't not make sense. But I don't know. I don't like paradoxes like that. Frankly, that's kind of that's just a trope I don't like. Yeah. Um, you brought up earlier, Zach, the Ozymandias thing, and that was like the biggest part of the show that hasn't sold me, and I haven't been entertained or frankly interested in it. But I think. The idea that he, like, he wanted this utopia, and even when he got there, he's like, it's fucking ain't it. It's not, like, it sucked, and he wasn't happy with that. I think was a cool yeah. way to wrap yeah. up that theme. Because they want someone to worship, and so now we know he came there at, to be worshipped, and that's what we saw early on. Uh, he got sick of being worshipped, because their, their approval means nothing to him. Uh, and then it's just interesting to see a world where the subjects turn on their god, and that's literally what it was. They're afraid to lose him. They they try to keep him there, and even though he abuses them, they can't they can't afford to lose his affection, his presence. And they that's I think it's now that whole storyline, which has been baffling, like now I think is very interesting. Like to that how it all shaked out. The, they literally put their god on trial almost, like their their yeah. their ruler. It'll be interesting what they do with it because Lindelof said this is a closed season. Obviously, I see how they're gonna close up the other stuff. He's getting I out. Don't. But yeah, like I guess he's leaving that for season two because he said everything's closed up. He said this is. I think I don't really think it's. I think he's gonna be out. And that's I mean, by that's the just finale. the end of his story. I, well, no, I think he's gonna be back in some way. I I think he will be back somehow. That satellite saw him. I don't know. I mean, he'll find a way. If he's Lady True's dad, then he'll be there shortly. That's what. I mean, if that's the theory, then yeah. Uh, yeah, because Lady True said her dad will be there shortly, yeah. and I don't think they're about to be like, you know. The uh, looking glass. He's the other secret guy. You know, I don't. I don't think there's like going to be a new dad character. Yeah. It's just going to be Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Why the fuck did I say it like that? (laughs) You said Ozymandias earlier. I was really thrown off by it. Yeah, his name's Ozzy. Um, but I. uh, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't hit. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it. I mean, it definitely. Like it's not like a hot take here. I mean, I haven't read anything, but I'm sure everyone came to this conclusion who read the comic. It's definitely a parallel to the like the Doctor Manhattan chapter from the Watchmen. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm blah 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 here, and then I'm blah yeah. blah blah there. Like, mm-hmm. kind of giving the backstory to all your questions like simultaneously at different points throughout his history. Uh, so it felt a lot like that um, to me, and I really respected that, and I enjoyed that a lot. The framing around like him walking into the bar and talking to her was really well done. Yeah, I loved the mm-hmm. way they set up their love story and the way they structured it. I thought it was really interesting. Like I said, like, that's what finally sold me on the business. Like, okay, I, I care about them now. Yeah, so, I, I mean, get it. 
the Black Mirror song made its way in there. Love it. The music was fantastic the whole episode. Mm-hmm. If you I know what love the... means, I think it's something called something like that. You'll If you know what love means, you'll understand or something like that. I don't know exactly what it's called. Love it. Uh, the music was great, like Jake said. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you knew to stay after the credits. Hey. Oh, I would not have. Yeah. Why the fuck would I? Yeah, okay. Well, if you've heard, if you're listening to this... <laughs> And you somehow have not realized that there was something after the credits. Go uh, watch them. Go, yeah, mind blown. Pause yeah, it now. is getting out. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's going to Shawshank his way out of there. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm assuming by present day where we are now with, like, the A-bar story, he's probably out. Right yeah. Now. And yeah. he's back uh, on Earth. Time, yeah, I mean, he has to be... Yeah, uh, they Westworld timed us, like like Brian was talking about. I hate it. Which hate wasn't it. necessary. You can establish that. It's they, just they intentional confusion. Yeah, they owned us. You know, they got me, folks. Just well, like I mean, put, well, put it this way. I mean, I don't... What other way could you depict that? I mean, you, you just, depict it all in one... Like, all in one episode, and no, then you have you him just, disappear for a whole just, season? You just give us the date. Like, when you first show it, give us the date of when it's happening. Which, you know, they didn't do for anything else, so it's fine. But yeah. they could have said, like, this... Because everything else is... It sounds like it's happening now until this episode, which is pretty much just... Well, it was yeah. pretty curious when there was, like, oh, a year. And all of his developments, like, him, like, making a freaking catapult and, like, mm-hmm. getting all these developments, that was happening pretty fast compared to the story that we were seeing that was, like, day to day. That's mm-hmm. one answer we didn't get. Where did that portal thing come from? I mean, mean, he's in. He exists in a bubble. That's what like yeah. Doctor Manhattan okay. was talking about. So he's just shooting out he's the bubble. He's in like a glass. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Question answered. <laughs> I got you, Jake. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, Good loved Watchmen. I loved Watchmen. Uh, Brian did not love Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, I, I like again. I don't think any of the stuff I I'm talking about, like the uh, like the kid thing, it's not stuff or like I don't like that personally. But it doesn't make the episode less engaging or whatever. I was just personally not. Well, it makes sense if the thing you liked most about the show was that it was an extension to Watchmen, but not a direct continuation or sequel, yeah. and that's what it's become. Like, if you, thank God I read the comic. I almost didn't, because yeah. he said you don't need to. Dude, they were straight up doing, like, the, th- this is for all the people that didn't read it out there, yeah. and he's like, and I told you, I killed three million people. Was that a cool thing to do? And you said, nothing's ever cool. And, and, and it's like, thank yeah. you for the recap, Ozzy. Uh, but, like, Ozzie. I just don't, it's not uh, grabbing me as much as... But I don't think the episode was, like, bad. I just didn't like it. I, I, I There's clearly... Clearly, I watched it. I'm like, oh, there's a lot to like here. It just didn't do it for me for some reason. Do you think the next episode will change it back around for you or no? Truly, I have no idea. I mean, like, the next episode is going to wrap up everything <laughs> happening this season, right? Which there's I no guess next season as of now. Which I guess is what I'm here for. Too many viewers. They uh, won't have a season two. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, I hope. I hope. Yeah. I really hope they wrap it up. I guess I'm done. Like, the only thing I really cared about was the world state, if I'm being, like, tr- truly honest. And now I know everything about the fucking squids. That is true. I know how the world works now. There's yeah. no fucking internet. Everyone thinks there's a squid mo- squid invasion. Yeah. It's like, I don't actually care about anything yeah. at this point for some weird reason. Are we good on this? Because speaking of, uh, you said questions. Questions drive a show in the beginning. Like, what's happening? Yeah, there's... Like, if Without questions... <laughs> There isn't much drive. Yeah. And speaking of a show with absolutely no fucking drive, The Mandalorian. Oh my god. I mean You want I'll go I'll go first. <laughs> go first. I, I went last on Watchmen because I, I felt so good about it. I don't feel great about Mandalorian right now, so I'll go first. Um John Favreau. God bless him. Um 
I, I mean, I guess he doesn't really raise many questions. Not really an overarching story to the Mandalorian, kind of playing it extremely safe, which which creates... I've said it 90 million times to you guys today and to my roommates probably the past week, or at least a couple of them. High floor, low ceiling mm-hmm. is what he's created. It's really hard for a show that's serialized like this uh, with no risk to be bad. Because, you know, sometimes you take a risk, it falls flat, stupid, then it makes it bad. Game of Thrones season eight. Look at that. That was they made. No one's gonna say they didn't take a risk with a few things. <laughs> they got bold, a little too bold. Um, but also, so risk bold, payoff. They said six episodes. D and D coming to the writers' room. Hey guys, bold new idea. What if we did Star Wars? So you know the story where uh, James Cameron walked in and wrote an S after Aliens yeah. and that's how he pitched the movie. D and D walked into the season eight room and they, they had twelve episodes written and they crossed it out and wrote six. They, they had sixteen and they just erased yeah. one. <laughs> We're going to start trimming the fat around here, yeah, starting no. with the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're in any part. Sure, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Mandalorian. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's it plays it so safe, and so that means, yeah, it's not going to be bad, but it's also you kind of set a cap for yourself because if you're not taking a risk, then there's really not much super interesting going on. I mean, we're getting... A cookie cutter by the number of stories here. Shit's lame. I mean, it's, it's like, a good CW show. No, like it's it's bad. <laughs> like it's no, like this is like Arrow season two shit. Arrow like, season two is good. How old were you when you watched it? Whenever it aired. So we uh, Siri. Someone someone tweet me after and let me know the year. I mean, there's there. I mean, I mean, look at this. Like like episode four. Um, you got him defending a village, teaching some villagers how to fight. Because they don't know how to fight. They're peaceful people. They That's, learned in an yeah, hour, guys. I mean... It, well, they learned in... We got a montage <laughs> a sequence. A couple weeks? I don't know. They were there for like a month. Yeah, to fight off some raiders or whatever. And an at um, Yeah. at I mean, Okay, sorry. The baby pretty cookie. I mean, I actually even liked that episode, but like, I, I that's kind of when I realized what the show was going to be. So that was disappointing yeah. in itself. But I mean, I like that we at least entertained the thought of him settling down yeah. and not like, oh, he's not just a... Like he he you could tell he was entertaining the thought of it, and that's mm-hmm. why it was interesting. He yeah. he, he came really close he, to letting her take off the helmet, and then he takes and then he takes it off in front of all for, of the kids. For a quick second there, John Favreau must have caught himself and said, "Hold up, I'm about to take a risk. This looks dangerous." <laughs> that's a metaphor for the show, yeah, or a better metaphor. Let's keep that helmet on and keep going the same route, yeah, and like bring our heroes to where they were, where they started. And you know what? Guess what? For the hell of it, I'm gonna do the same thing next episode. Yeah, for a better metaphor, straight from Carl Weathers' mouth, he says. They all hate you, Mando. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing you hear on the recap before episode five. Like, yeah. They all hate you, Mando. <laughs> like You're a legend around here. We it's do like, not like you, Mando. Now, the show is not good. This seems... Uh, uh, so, Mandalorian as a whole, when I found out it was PG, I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> it's and, Disney. It's Disney Plus. No, Mickey dude, Mouse. Fuck that. Like... They Star Wars is PG thirteen. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, I'll be but like that doesn't really. It's not really not doing things at the no, movie. It's not like the movies not, are yeah. getting that much darker. The movies was, are technically PG thirteen, but they're not really doing things that this isn't doing. Yeah, I know, but like this, except this is better stories. Everything down to the PG stuff is just like it feels like I'm watching the Clone Wars as a kid. Like this is it feels like a good Clone Wars episode or something like or like a mediocre one. It's like oh man, like the one where they go and like help the village rise up. Like, My, that would be a cool thing to see, like, yeah. in the context of, like, an animated kids show. It's Here, like, cartoon. wow. Here, yeah, like, like it's yeah. like, wow, that was, like, pretty good for, like, a cartoon. I was not expecting this. And then it's good. <laughs> but this, it's like, 
This is a live act. This is the landmark yeah. Disney Plus. I piece. wanted more. I wanted. I wanted like an actual like compelling overarching story. Well, yeah, with yeah. a bounty hunter that looks fucking cool. Yeah. And I didn't know about Baby Yoda before, but after episode one, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get that, and plus a cute ass Baby Yoda. This is gonna be dope. Yeah. Here are the and multiple it just things. Has not been multiple things I have to say about the show. Baby Yoda is the only thing driving this show in terms of popularity. And he's been irrelevant the past Yeah, two and he doesn't episodes. mean anything. Two, the reason the show doesn't work, one is I think when they wrote it because they know Disney Plus needs this show to exist, is that they did not write... Yeah. They, did not, they don't have an ending in mind. It I is, think... It needs to be for everybody. This yes. show needs to be for literally everybody because it's the only thing they have going. So really. they didn't have an idea to complete a season one. I guarantee season one is going to end with bringing on the... Uh, what's his name? Esposito from... Uh, Breaking Bad, and they're gonna like introduce the big overarching villain at the end of season one, which is a weird thing to do. I rather have the CW approach and have a new villain every season. At least yeah. we're getting something closed up. And the third issue, when you create a show that is thirty minutes long, and then you try to do these side stories, you are racing any chance for any important character development. The great thing about Game of Thrones is you have an hour and ten minutes. Even if nothing important is happening to the overall plot, you have an awesome individual adventure story where, like, wow, this character made a huge decision or something important happened. You have no time to develop side characters. You barely even have time to develop Mandalorian. He's barely moved from episode one. Like, we know he's not a bad guy. That's all we've learned. And we've learned nothing about any side characters. No, there's zero character development. I don't care about anyone in the show besides Baby Yoda, and it's just because he's cute. Like, the I, yeah, like, the best part about that episode was Baby Yoda just doing the shit that we've seen him yeah. do. It's like, the frog bit. <laughs> Guys, he's doing the frog bit again. He put it in his mouth. This time he let it go, though, man. Because they You know what? I, yeah, I, know, I take it back. John Favreau took a risk. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what, what we would feel about him letting the frog go. Yeah, like, they, the kids shamed Baby Yoda into saying That's new. Them. That's a new trick. Dude, the idea of Baby Yoda staying there is, like, so tragic to me because he's, like, a fucking dog. Like, I know. Well, I know. actually almost <laughs> like the idea of Mando leaving Baby Yoda there. I would have been like, that would be a risk. Yeah, it would be a risk. <laughs> Show Mando without him. He feels empty without this little guy now. Yeah, I know, but just like. That would have been new. Just like the, alas. Just like the <laughs> idea. Is scary of like my i played with baby yoda now my kids will play with baby yoda because he hasn't grown at all like like we will all have a baby yoda throughout the generations it's the town baby <laughs> he never grows up like i He's just a toys r us kid you know it'll be interesting they can ever get away from him every episode is just driven by what is the next cute thing he's gonna do and that's i can't yeah. wait to find out friday dude when he when, dude when i watched the first fucking 10 minutes of episode five and said i'm actually good you can turn this off it, um it was like he steps out of the ship and he goes he does a baby noise and i got up i cooed. clapped i clapped i went on amazon bought all the fucking bootlegs i could a baby yoda merch uh yeah, no now, so brian you did stop after the first 10 minutes would you like to know what the last five seconds held in episode five. Uh, spoilers for the last five episodes of Mandalorian, episode five, five seconds. I just lost my fucking mind. All right, let's hear it. So, you know, there's, um, shit, how did it end? All right, I watched was... it and I don't remember. Okay, yeah. I no, watched no, There was morning. something. Okay, I'm trying to remember what, I, I know the purpose of the twist. I'm trying to remember what that Either way, there, you, you, all right, so someone walks up to oh. a dead bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. It, there's a cape and you hear like some, clinking that sounds very vaguely familiar like the clinking of Boba Fett in Empire. Oh, I missed all that. I just saw dude bend down. <laughs> it had the same, like, I don't know what you call them. Like, the things you would put on the back of cowboy boots. I don't know what those are called. Neither do I. But Not you know what I'm talking about, though. They, like, Wait, the Mandalorian clink. isn't Boba Fett? It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, guys. Dude, no, I, see, I actually thought it was about Boba Fett up until I watched the first episode. 
Uh, they yeah, really did not do a good they, job. They hinted that it might be Boba Fett. Everyone thinks it's Boba Fett. John Favreau has come out since then and said, Boba Fett will not be in season one. But it's like, then what were you hinting at with this guy who's like walks just like... It's another guy that looks just like Boba Fett. Just like Mandalorian. I'm upset. I, the, uh, I, have, no, I have nothing to add I, to I got that. a novel idea. I got a novel idea. For Hire you. good actors. How about... How about... <laughs> no, that would be a risk. <laughs> a clone... Uh-oh. Of Boba Fett. Oh, shit. Wait a we minute. We haven't seen any of those before. No. Oh, Brian, do I have a movie and, and follow-up series for you? That's still apparently going on. Hey, Clone? you know what I did today? What? I, for the first time, watched the Clone Wars movie. What a transition. <laughs> that those was are, good. That's a crafty podcast vet move that we just pulled on you guys. All right, yeah. I had some free time today while studying for my final Hashtag actually wasn't studying. <laughs> I was going to say. You were, uh, you were too enraptured. By, I was. Uh, I planned on studying, but alas, you know, just the, the, the movie caught me. <laughs> and, under yeah, the so specials the clone, tab the cl- of Disney Plus. Films. Yeah, technically not recognized as a movie. And I was with Brian first. Like, that's a cheap move. But now I'm all for secrecy. <laughs> Hide it. <laughs> Hide the film. <laughs> um, it wasn't very good. Probably the worst animation I've seen in a theatrical movie choppy as shit um it was it was distractingly bad for the first 10 minutes and then i just got used to it. i just accepted what i was watching uh the legend has has it that the movie was meant as a show from the beginning and george lucas saw the early episodes like the early drafts of them and said wow to use my brian voice here when brian makes fun of people wow this this All sounds making fun of george lucas <laughs> Wow, this sound, this sound, this show looks pretty good. Maybe actually, let's just make the first few episodes a movie and promote the show. That's exactly what he did. He took the first three episodes and made it. <laughs> and, oh, I could tell. Yeah, it's got a little bit of an episodic uh, storytelling to it. Um, it starts off. Um, man, I don't, I don't even remember how it started off. All right, yeah, uh, no. a fly is attacking Jake. <laughs> Jake is uh, being viciously you attacked by my, my pet fly I keep in my room. Uh, I let it feed on the drinks I spill on my table. I don't like bugs. I, I believe he's expecting some uh, couple thousand children soon, actually, that I let him, like... <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be a lot more crowded in this room. All right. All right, yeah, The Clone Wars, the film. Yeah, so there's a storyline about Jabba the Hutt's kid uh, being kidnapped by, like, Count Dooku, and Count Dooku's going to, like, frame... Clone Wars spoilers, if you're going to watch it, uh, Count Dooku is going to, like, frame the Jedi for killing Jabba the Hutt's kid and then get the Hutt's to go against the Jedi. And I'm just kind of baffled by that whole plan in general because as far as I know, the, the, the Hutt's are pretty much reserved to Tatooine and you're, you're already a separatist droid federation, trade federation army and you're trying to turn the Hutt's against the Jedi. Like That's going to like be some big strategic move. I, di- I didn't get that. But hey, we got another cute baby alien, little baby Jabba. Uh, I believe it's called Rot- Rada the Hutlet. Um, it's a Hutlet? A Hutlet. A little hutlet. Is that like, like a nickname that like one of the quirky That's just what they've with? been referring to him as, Robin that... Hutlet. Oh, actually, Ashoka, the Anakin's new apprentice that he gets that's not mentioned in Revenge of the Sith remotely at all. <laughs> um, like, uh, she refers to it as smelly. Like, oh, I got smelly. Oh, oh how stinky. smelly. Do- stinky, that's what stinky. it is. Uh-oh. Uh, it's uh-oh, stinky. <laughs> yeah, so stinky is the companion the whole time. Yeah, not a great, not a great movie. Um, there was one sequence. That got me a bit. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Was it cool? There's a little, There's a monastery on a mountain, and that's where they're keeping the baby Jabba. The uh, hutlet. The hutlet. Rata the hutlet. 
uh, Jabba's son. Rada Stinky the Hutlet. <laughs> no, as he's known in some circles, yes. Um, and you got those droids that hang off the side of the mountain are shooting at the Jedi, who literally have like tanks going vertically up the mountain. Uh, it's giving me big Emperor's New Groove vibes. Yeah, it is. Except, yeah, like except not as funny with like like <laughs> worse animation. Except it's Star Wars, so I'll watch it anyway. You know, because like Just I've said, like I will be watching man. anything Star Wars related till I die, no matter the quality. So I'm gonna live and die on this. Um, huh. <laughs> I'm gonna live and die. Do on you this plan hill. to watch the show now or no? I mean, because I heard it gets good after. Okay, season yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I've actually heard the show is pretty cool. Uh, but I mean, it's gonna be one of those shows that. If there, I if I really care about a show, I try not to be on my phone. I don't want to be doing homework. I want to watch it. It's not going to be that for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. This could be this what I usually reserve for like if I'm rewatching a show like a comedy, like I'll do homework during it or like whatever. This will probably be that for me. If I'm about to go to sleep, I'll put a Clone Wars on. If I'm doing homework, I'll put a Clone Wars on. You know, anything yeah. like that where I don't need my full attention. So I did end up watching the first two episodes today because I didn't think I needed my full attention to study for my Spanish final tomorrow. Um, How are you feeling about that now? I paid more attention to the Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. yeah good move. Good uh, move. Speaking of something that demands, are you good? <laughs> I mean, I'll just the final word. Not a great movie. Probably the w- worst in Phantom Menace. I mean, I'm sure it's not a hot take. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't believe you. It's <laughs> Phantom Menace had better highlights. This. Uh, had no highlights and and a few times Ashoka calls Anakin Sky Guy. Hell yeah, <laughs> that upsets you. I had I pause it and paste around my kitchen for a bit, <laughs> deciding whether or not to continue. Sky Guy, Sky Guy. I'm gonna Sky call guy. you. That I'm, now, I'm stuck with you, Sky Guy. And it happened. I said, oh, and I paused it, <laughs> and I got up and I walked out. And I said, hmm. I had to reflect on the creative decisions I make in terms of what I consume. <laughs> His turn to the dark side really makes sense once you know that he's been called Sky Guy for like four years. He's probably life. fucking sick of it. That'll drive anyone crazy. They're like, yep, I guess I've been called Sky Guy by this youngling now for too long. There's a day of reckoning. All comes back to Papa John. There's a day of reckoning. And Anakin gave them their day of reckoning. That's it. That's true. All right, Jake, you're I say, Yeah, I was saying, speaking of something that doesn't just demand your attention, oh, man. but demands your whole goddamn day... The Irishman. Brian and I, Friday night, yeah. sat down and we watched The Irishman. Some Irish other folk. I watched it a week before then because I'm a real fan of yeah. the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A real cinephile. Unlike these I pretenders. Only, I only like roller coasters. I don't <laughs> I don't like cinema. Uh, what'd you think, Brian? I think it was an incredible film. It was incredibly long. Three and a half at three hours, thirty-four minutes, right? It was over three and a half hours. Uh, and it was incredibly slow. What was it, your favorite half hour? It was incredibly slow, but it never felt, um, it never felt, like, boring, it, I guess. Yeah, it was equally slow the entire time, but I was oh, never bored. I'd, I'd argue the first half hour is definitely slower than everything after. The first half hour was, like, have I made a mistake? Like, is this is this really what it's going to be? <laughs> uh, it was a lot of setup in the first half hour, despite some moments, like, one, one highlight from the Before first spoilers, half hour. spoilers. Are we do I mean, this part's not really a spoiler. Okay. I feel like the whole movie is set up for him to justify the last 30 minutes of the movie. Okay, let's just do spoilers from now on. Go. I mean, there's a <laughs> part where he, he's, you know, he's a delivery man. Yeah. And, like, the guy opens up that he works for, opens up the back of the truck, and there's no meat in it. He's just like, where's all the meat? And he goes, uh-huh. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I just drive it. He's like, who do you want me to look at then? I mean, who, who do you want me to blame? It's just like, I don't know. It's just not me. I just drive it. I don't know what happened. It's like, I thought that was funny. Yeah. That reminded me of other humor in Scorsese movies like Goodfellas. 
Like, that's what it reminded me of. It's pretty funny. Like, it's a really, yeah, really... The movie is funny. Yeah, it's a funny movie. Uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, Scorsese only makes movie. He doesn't make diverse movies. He makes movies about, like, mobsters. Uh, and that's... He gives too much platform to mobsters, and he clearly loves the mob lifestyle. Bro, he Everyone makes- in these mob movies... Do not get happy endings. Every it's not char- like he is promoting this lifestyle. Every, he just finds it the most interesting. Yeah, every time a character shows up, it's like, here's how they died. <laughs> like, yeah. killed by a Anyone, nail bomb under I know, I'm not going to be gentle about it. Anyone who comes out and says Martin Scorsese is like is in love with the mafia lifestyle. I've never heard that before. I've, I've seen a couple people try and argue it because they, they like to think they're smarter than everyone. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, like you're, you're, you're clear. I doubt you've watched one. You yeah, know, it's like, one of those things. It's like, well, let me look at the stats and what movies he's made. Oh, this guy, this guy hates diversity and he doesn't make movies that promote, you know, it's like, you know, just watch one. Yo, I'm like, yo, it's not just only white dudes. It's the same fucking actors. Yeah, I just think he likes <laughs> making yeah, I just think about the mob. He just know. likes Robert De Niro. I don't know yeah. what you want to do about it. I mean, yeah. he just likes Robert De Niro. Like, I think that and Leonardo movie... DiCaprio and Joe Pesci. Like that's it. I don't know if I have anything to say about the movie from like a oh this plot point was cool. It's just yeah, like it happened. It happened, and I loved it. You know, I think I think it's a very well made movie. It did not. I think it's at the bottom half of my top ten. Um, I I I haven't seen many Martin Scorsese movies, so I think that's why my affinity for it is a lot less than others. Because a lot of people. Um, the people I saw giving it tens and nines are all like, "This is like, this is the P- he's been building up to this. This is." And Zach disagrees, but he'll. I mean, the that. ones I've seen, this is arguably on par with like I've seen five other ones, something like that, and they're all great. And I think this is a great movie. It's just there, there's definitely two or three that I definitely like more. Uh, I think Robert De Niro's eyes ruin his character. Um, I was distracted. Did he have it. contacts? No, I think it was CGI'd because oh. Irish people have blue eyes, apparently, mm. is what the thing I read today. Um, it was extremely distracting the entire time. I didn't notice it. Um, uh, I mean, they're so bright. They're I just bright. thought he had really blue eyes. Like <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. And then um, the and best, we're back. <laughs> at least for me, the best part of this movie was the last or 45 to 30 minutes. I think, like, the evaluation of what this life does to you and how you lose everyone from it is really interesting. It was sobering. And it was I, scary looking old in general. It looked like yeah. it was pretty, I would have preferred, like, either speed up the first half or make this, like, somehow a direct sequel to... I haven't seen many of his movies, like, of one of those characters ingesting, like, the aftermath of what it does to you. Because I think that would have been more you interesting for me. You can't base a whole movie, though, on him just being sad. You gotta show everything leading up to him being sad. And I, I mean, his whole, you, the whole movie was be him being sad at different stages yeah. of his life. <laughs> but at least the... the Previous stages, he was sad with hopes that he would be happy <laughs> yeah. later. At the end, you just kind of see him sad, yeah. knowing. Well, you would have that's to it. you'd have to change some of the movie. You could still have him involved semi with some of the mob yeah, stuff, but like that was heartbreaking when he tried to get his daughter back at that funeral. Yeah, oh that's man, that was amazing. so sad. And then he tried to get her at the bank. It's great. Oh, that's man. the best part of the movie. That was really rough because I didn't like I wasn't emotionally invested for the rest of the movie until that, which mm-hmm. I guess is my my big downside. With that, like, it's entertaining. Everyone's performance is great. The plot is super. Yeah, interesting. main three performances. I think oh all God, three of them dude. should be nominated. Dude, I think yeah. they all three all will three, be nominated. Like Pacino, Pesci, and De Niro. All three. De Niro for best actor, and the other two for supporting actor. All three should be nominated. Mm-hmm. I think Pacino should win. Uh, <laughs> one thing that was noticeable with De Niro, uh, he might have looked young, but he moved not young. Like when he's beating up that guy. Oh on the yeah, side that, was, of the that road, was a little awkward. He looks like he's like a seventy-seven-year-old man. Yeah. He's like trying not to fall over. I thought it was just like stunted by rage. It looked like yeah. he was just super angry, which he was. Uh, <laughs> There's a couple of weak kicks that got yeah. a, a little bit of reaction, yeah. a little more dramatic yeah. than it looked like he was actually how hard he was kicking like, him. Other than that, like it looked great. Yeah, like it's the impressive. CG. Lo- like I, it was so it's so great to see like 
a t- director like Scorsese be like, let me see what I can do with this incredibly potential-filled technology, you know? And then it's like, oh, wow, the CG looks really good. I mean, the part where it's, like, young Frank Irish, young Frank... Uh, the, like, 30-second war scene? No, not... To, the war scene... The war Short, scene, but it looked good. The war scene was good. They, they really showed that off in the trailers as if they had money to show me that for more than five minutes total. Um, but I mean, like, when he's driving the truck, I'm like... They seem to be talking to him like he's 22, but he looks 30. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that was... Yeah, I was yeah. at first I was a little scared when, like, Joe Pesci's like, hey, son, or, like, hey, hey kid, or whatever. He's a good kid. It's like... Is it, are we pretending this man does not, at the very least, look... I know Robert De Niro is like, 75. Are we pretending that he looks anything younger than 45 yeah. here? Like, he... I could, I could buy but then, 30. But then apparently, I, I don't know, someone looked it up, he's like, he's supposed to be, like, 40 there. What? And I was like, like, when he was driving. Okay. Or 35 at the youngest. I don't know. Wow. He's definitely not supposed to be a kid. Okay. The age so he, he was calling him kid. Because... It was just an, an age ratio, because Joe Pesci's character was definitely supposed to be a lot older. Because the war, the war, Frank, he he actually looked young. Like, he looked, like, good yeah. young. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, if you are a fan of Scorsese and or mob movies, I would recommend you watch it. If you are not interested in either of these things, do not watch this movie. Yeah. So, Jake, have what, I don't know, I probably asked you this and I honestly don't remember, what, have you seen any of them? Just Wolf of Wall Street, not any of the other mob movies. Wow, Goodfellas is... It's a shorter version of this, It's a shorter version of this, way better. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like this was, I mean, Irishman, I thought it was a great movie. It's really, I'm really impressive. That's honestly the word I'd use to describe it the most. It's not one I really want to rewatch. It doesn't have rewatch value no. like the other ones do, though. Because, A, because of its length, and B, it, even it's long and it's not, even the length is just not that fast-paced. Where Wolf of Wall Street's three hours, I think it's a fast-paced three hours. This is a three It covers a, a lot movie. of ground, and it moves fast, and it's funny, yeah. and it's, it's. I mean, it's just, this it's, is a th- that's really fun. Yeah, it's this fun is a three and a half hour movie that feels like a three. Yeah, and a half it's not hour fun movie. to watch, but it's good. My, it's definitely very good. My friend John, we watched it with John. He was—I don't know if this was a joke. He was saying it in a funny way. I don't know if it was a joke, but he's like, "Yeah, yeah I read that uh, Martin Scorsese actually gives you time to uh, think in real time with the, with Frank." Yeah, <laughs> like, it was you, a joke when he said it. A it joke. But, yeah, I'm like, because I'm watching, yeah. I'm like. Is this, is this the part he's talking about? Yeah, there's multiple points where, yeah, you have real time to think with Robert De Niro. Yeah, I can really think, I can really process this at the same rate as Robert right now. I'm not I mean, I could, it was, you know, honestly, the, the, uh, most, the middle third to the end pretty much uh, covers, like, Robert De Niro's relationship to Al Pacino and how everyone else around him is turning on Al Pacino yeah. and Robert De Niro's struggling to stay loyal mm-hmm. uh and he's trying to fight for him and trying to like convince him uh to like you know be smarter yeah like, that is that was my it's, only... it's a pretty painful i mean it's it, yeah. it, it was well done it's well, long but it's yeah. i guess in the end where the eventual moment the day of reckoning if you will yeah. does occur uh it, you got a lot of time building up to it where it is an emotional moment where yeah. he does end up i mean spoilers we said that when he does kill al pacino's character i know he's a very famous real person i'm forgetting the jimmy name right hoffa. now jimmy hoffa like actually does kill him mm-hmm. i mean you don't really get in in uh you know an e2 brutus moment like it's kind of like he turns around and it's done he yeah. shoots him in the face not like godfather part two i don't know if you guys actually i'm not even gonna spoil godfather part yeah. two if you guys haven't <laughs> yeah, seen yeah just leave it That's- wow <laughs> What an awesome movie. Um, you guys are going to need to watch that and talk I, about that. I am going to need to watch Godfather someday. I, I think that's... And this is my only complaint that I'll give to, like, I think it's just me. I felt dumb watching this movie. <laughs> like, I was... I was 
I haven't been this confused in a movie since I was like 11 watching Inception. Like, Frozen 2 was pretty confusing. I was talking to you about that. Frozen 2 was pretty... We can talk about that for a second after this because Jake saw that. Oh, yeah, Frozen This 2. was like... There are so many characters that are mentioned on the side in the relationship. Like the relationship between Frank and Joe Pecci's character and Frank and... The short um, guy. I forgot. The, what, is, what did they call him? I remember uh, Tony... They were calling saying. him like little guy little or something. Little guy. The little guy. Oh, then, you want me to talk with the little guy? Oh, then, I love that. That was so funny. I'm not then, talking with the little guy. Yeah. And then Frank's relationship with Al Pacino, and then how Al Pacino's relationship was with Joe Peggy's character. I was so I didn't know who was on what side and who. Well, was they do allegiance. switch. Well, because exactly. because Joe Pesci was recommends uh, Frank Irishman Robert De Niro to to Jimmy Hoffa yeah. Al Pacino. And then it's Joe Pesci's character later in the movie. It's like saying like, oh, he's got to go. Yeah, that's I. There's well, you know, it's on. well if it's all based off a true story for the most part. Uh, I yeah. mean, then you know these things happen. It's the mob. You you got you got to be ruthless at times, and there is like a, a an elite brotherhood among it. And that that's what what Scorsese finds so fascinating. And then when when push comes to shove, sometimes you know one of yeah. your brothers got to get capped. Gotta go. I was. You gotta, gotta when go. you gotta go, you gotta, gotta go. go. I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and they made a good point. This is his Avengers. He needs to stop he shit on Marvel. Together. He brought them together. This is his big thing. <laughs> this is your roller coaster, man. So calm down. I fucking love him, game. <laughs> Let's just say that one more time. Are we talking about Frozen? Uh, hey, bro. Uh, you got any last, any last Irish man thoughts? Uh, no. I, Zach, you told me. Zach, you promised me before I watched this movie. You're like, Yes, Brian, there is a part where someone calls him the Irishman, and it never fucking happened, bud. No, so they refer to him as an Irishman. <laughs> they say they he's call a Irishman. Someone an Irishman. But they never call him, him. They never say, this guy. He's the motherfucking Irishman. I never promised promise. you a moment. Like, I don't know. Maybe that was just me when I'm looking at the screen. And the I, turned my, I turned to my brother and I said, this guy's the fucking Irishman. The, Maybe that's what I was thinking of. The part where they're giving him the speech, I kept I kept waiting. I'm like, are they, call, are they gonna call him this guy? He is the Irish. Brian wanted a direct look at the camera. You know what? The moral of the story, Irishman is good. Watch Goodfellas. That's really, if you haven't seen Goodfellas, that's the moral of the story. Like, if you liked Irishman, wait till I got a movie for you. That's what Jake told me yesterday. I like the Irishman. And then I said, have you seen Goodfellas? He said, no. I said, oh, fucking boy. This is going to blow your mind when you see it if you like the Irishman. Let's hear uh, Frozen 2, Chief. The Frozen 2 thoughts? Yeah. I know we're going to be a little late on it, but now, now that I, two of us have seen it. I don't know much to say. I mean, it's fun. Not as good as the first. The music is uh, not as good, but I think one of the reasons it's not as good, its song structure is not set up like typical Disney songs. It's not like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Um, some of them are set up differently, and a lot of like Into the Unknown and what's else's other big song? Oh, uh, Show Yourself. Show Yourself. Um, they, like, it seems like they intentionally timed them and wrote it so that kids couldn't sing it. Because it, they're, like, not songs you Fuck can just em. sing along to for fun. Like, they're, like, the, uh, Into the Unknown, the notes These kids are, are not high. hitting. These kids are and not hitting these Show notes. Yourself does a thing where it's, like, dun-dun, show yourself. And it's, like, kids cannot do it. So they made it almost, like, we're not gonna just make it to make, like, let it go two, three, and four. Which and, is good for that. And the unknown does kind of it, it's it's mul- it, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> honestly, my favorite song is the first song in the movie, and it's the mom singing uh, played like a voice by Evan Rachel Wood singing a, like a song to her kid, and the song come pops back up a couple times they, later in the they movie. They use these like it's a motif. Notes. It's a yeah. motif throughout a lot of the yeah. songs. It's a uh, really cool idea. And and so it's like the movie starts off with like the, the parents like telling these kids some ancient tale about an enchanted forest, and I was like, okay, here we go. I'm about to get the plot. I was already confused off the bat. The, a little the bit. ambitions for this movie are sky they, high. Hey, you know what they did? 
John Favreau should take fucking notes. <laughs> they took some risks. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, they definitely didn't play it too safe. The story is almost a little too much to grasp at times. So tell you what, I'm an adult man. You could say that. Lucy. I'm a 20-year-old man. Yeah. I was a, I was struggling to follow a little bit at times. I could not imagine <laughs> these kids in there knowing exactly what's going on. Not that they cared. They got the, yeah. they got the colorful there was animation a, there was and, a the, cute and the lizard. songs that they want. There's a cute lizard that comes up oh, multiple. Bro. He blow, he blows fire. He lights on fire. Little gecko it's guy. Amazing. Yeah, he's great. He's cute. Every the obligatory cute Disney animal. Yeah. You know they're good at that. They're so good he at has it. Weird no eyes. Like, ah. Y'all remember in Moana? He gets his tongue out. Oh, he puts his tongue out. He licks his Chicken. he licks his eye a lot with his tongue. It's really cute. <laughs> There's a couple times, you know, this is the first time in a while I've seen a movie, like a large theater of just kids. Oh, it's so weird. uh, With parents. (laughs) These kids don't know how to shut the fuck up. I didn't remember. I mean, these kids were laughing at some dumb slapstick and they weren't laughing at the stuff that's actually funny. And I guess, I guess I forgot that this movie, I'm mad. And then I remember I'm this, I'm not the target audience. No, you know, I am neither. I am neither. No, we're not talking about Moana. No, he, he to mention in Moana where they're like, "Hey, check out this amazing pig! Don't you love the pig? Here's this ugliest sin, stupid fucking bird." Was, I liked the bird. Fuck the, the bird. The pig. You didn't. Yeah, the, the pig. pig was I way definitely better. preferred the chicken. <laughs> they made it for Zach. Fuck you. Okay, That's whatever. Conflict. Dude, I mean, okay, I'm. I'm neither a child, an adolescent, yeah. nor a parent who has a child or adolescent. They were not catering it to 20-year-old men. And that's fine. That's fine. But, I mean... These kids are watching around. These kids <laughs> these kids will uh, they, they'll grow out they of it. They had a good bit um, that was definitely for adults because I don't think kids get it. They had uh, what's Olaf recap all of Frozen 1 in like this stage play. And at the end, he's like... Oh, what, what does oh, he say? Oh, that's the funniest scene in the movie. What does he he's say? He's recapping all of it to people. They're like, and it's like it's something he didn't even need to explain. They're yeah. like, just some people who they just met. They're like, whoa, who are you? How'd you get here? <laughs> and then he goes, I'll start. I got this. Yeah. And he literally starts at the beginning of Frozen. At one point he's just... He starts with the like the death of like Anna and Elsa's Yeah, he's parents. like, oh, and their parents were lovely, and then they die. And like, it's, it's like he does, funny. and he recaps all of it. It's hilarious. Uh, I also really liked Kristoff uh, has a 80s, like, Fake ballad. If it tells you anything about the song structure, you know they, you know Dizzy. Sometimes they'll have like an actual artist, like yeah, like cover it for the soundtrack or for the credits. Mm-hmm. They got fucking Weezer to do this ones, and it, and it sounds like a Weezer song. Oh man, it hits all the classic Weezer beats of you know like kind of cliche ish lyrics about a little melodramatic, not very good. I guess Jake really liked it. It didn't really you speak didn't, to me that much. I don't think the song is phenomenal, but I love the, like, they do, like, 80s music videos where they're overlaying the face multiple times. Yeah, just, like, it looked the cool. Look. It was kind of funny to watch. Yeah. But, like, and then, the like, song is this insane. is what happened. The movie ended, credits start rolling. My friend, I saw my friend Cole, he looks at me and goes, man, I really love that, uh, you know, like, in the Lost in the Woods song. And I, and I said, oh, word? Sing it for me right now. <laughs> and he's like, um... I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, was it that forgettable? I could not, I could not for the life of me sing that song after. Whereas the other ones, I could tell you how the first song goes, the introduction of the characters. How does goes. the first song go? Man, I'm not singing. Get right got. <laughs> you can say the first line. Oh, it's like in the water, something, something, spring. Yeah, it's probably. Oh, something. Something. no, okay, not that one. The next, oh, you, you didn't like, you didn't claim you like that song. So I don't well, I mean, I do like that. it. It was like, some things never change. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. You know, because I dude, thought you could do it. because they're catchy. They're classic honest, Disney tunes. I can't remember. And then Into the Unknown, you know. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, see, 
Don't call me on my bluff again. Uh, Those are good songs. I, I remember rec- them. Nicole was like, I just don't know that. I was like, then it, you didn't like it. I can't recall the words, but visually it was the most it entertaining song. It was funny. It's song. a funny one. Yeah. Um, but, but no, in terms of like melody, lyrics, the first song that the mom sings, it's like a lullaby and it's really soothing. Like I put it on my like comfort playlist. I could fall asleep to it every night. It's really cool. Um, they also do an interesting theme um, that that the uh, Arendelle was trying to take the native people's land. So they deal with some pretty uh, lofty ideas. And it was a Thanksgiving movie. you got to remind kids yeah. what really happened on Thanksgiving. <laughs> some trade dispute. Yeah. Um, some trade federation they, they li- dispute. Trade embargoes. Yeah, yeah. they build a, a, dam. Um, dam a dam that they think is to help them. but it It's a sign of good faith. As a sign of good faith, they built them a dam. And takes away all their resources. Oh, man. <laughs> they got got. Yeah. See, Arendelle um, doesn't get got. They go get. But, um... I I respect the uh, the high aim for the plot. They do this thing with like multiple um, I wonder what to call them not powers elements elements. It's the, it's the four. She, you know yeah. the fifth element that one movie in the nineties. This is the other four. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, one of the elements leaves. Yeah, yeah there's wind. wind. Oh, they okay. call what do they call them? Rachel or something. Uh, they name it like a very it, they basic give it a name. name. <laughs> I didn't under even. I, yeah, I don't know. They get all of the elements are personified. This is um, uh, might be the most prettiest animated movie I've seen. Oh, there were moments. I, this, th- I told my brother this. There's only two animated movies I saw. Not to interrupt you, Jake. I'm no, sorry. There um, are two animated movies I've seen in theaters Like while I'm watching it where I go, holy shit, this is like beautiful. Like This is incredible that they did this. This and Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, I've... I would, there's an, I would, Toy Story 4, when she, oh, yeah, that's pretty when they're doing, like, the rain to the car, like, that, when that she's, was pretty, yeah, yeah, that's mind-blowing, that yeah, Toy Story, yeah, okay, Toy Story 4, too, but really, these two were the ones that I was, like, blown away how gorgeous it was. Yeah, this one has, like, there's a scene where Elsa, are you talking about the scene where Elsa, Elsa, there's, a, like, a close-up of Elsa's face when she sees, like, her past and stuff, like, show up to her, like, all these secrets are revealed, like, who she is, and she, like, almost starts crying, but not actually, and in the detail of it, and like like the human mannerisms yeah. and emotion of it, and I, I was just like so taken away. It was honestly, my sister started crying. I it almost got me. It almost got me. It's, it was it, mid song, and it was a really beautiful moment. Everything, so many cool visuals. Usually with Elsa's powers, yeah. The ocean scene from the trailer, it awesome. still is awesome, awesome. and breathtaking. Breathtaking. She as well rides a water horse. It's amazing. <laughs> a my water mom, horse, Brian. My, a fucking my mom water taps me horse. and goes, Jake, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, even like animation aside, that Twitter account one perfect shot, there are multiple shots in this movie that they set up that I'm like, wow. That's one of the coolest things I've seen in movies this year. Obviously, you don't have to deal with real life things to set up. You can just draw it. Obviously, drawing takes a lot of work. But there are some, I was like, I like my mouth is like, wow. That is gorgeous. It was incredible. You know, my brother was like, since I saw it without my brother, he's not. I mean, not many of his friends would go to see it with him. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll just wait uh, to like see it." Brian, you look surprised by something. No, I'm just I'm zoning out, Zach. Oh, you're losing me with the first. Right, no. we'll wrap up the Frozen Two. No, no, keep going. Un- this is my video games, dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Frozen Two. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'll just have to wait till you know it goes on Disney Plus in like a year," and I'm just like, "Man, you're." I mean, I this is definitely for animated movies. This is one I would really recommend seeing on a big screen. It is mind blowing. I'll see it again. I'll try to see it with them over winter break since I'm we're it's wrapping a great up winter soon. movie. Great it's a very good winter movie. It's fucking frozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. So yeah, just to wrap up my thoughts on it. Story is a little bit too ambitious at times. I I got a good enough grasp on it. Songs aren't quite as memorable. 
Uh, glad that they took risks. They did not play it too safe. It would have been a boring, too safe movie like the other straight-to-video yeah. Disney sequels, but they got... They, they held my interest. Olaf is still funny as shit. Really, the funniest snowman I've ever Can't seen. No, okay, we're leaving uh, Frozen. Yes. I'm not getting into that. Speaking <laughs> wait, 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 no, no, no. I kind of want him to get into it. I think. Olaf. I don't. I don't know if we've time. Do we? Is it short? Are you about to say what I think you're about to say, Zach? I've taken away your right to speak, sir. But I'm just saying my opinion. You can like whatever you want. But Olaf is the most annoying character I've seen in a Disney film ever. And that's all we're going to say about it. Well, I've had a good run on the show. I've had a good run on the show. I've enjoyed my time here, but I just don't know if I can continue. We don't need to agree on it, Zach. You can terminate my contract. (laughs) I'm I'm putting in my two minutes notice. That's it. I just hate him. Okay. What's next? (laughs) Uh, Speaking of thing I think we actually do agree on... How do we feel about the movie Parasite? Um, oh yeah, we saw Parasite yesterday. Jake, Jake had already seen it, but Brian and I went to go see it with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lot to like to dissect here. Wow. Um, do we spoilers? I mean, <laughs> it is, spoilers honestly, you know what? Let's go no. Let's go no, no spoilers for Parasite because if there's not that many people seeing it, I think this would be a promotional thing. Go see it. Okay. Yeah. Here's who who are we talking to in terms of people who've seen it? Fucking Jake's brothers. Okay. Do not Jake's talk. brother. I say I want. Don't say anything about this movie. I'm gonna just say see this fucking movie. It's really good. Don't look up anything about it. It's better if you don't know anything. I knew nothing. Yeah, which that is, is, except they had subtitles. Which is why everything after this is going to be a spoiler. <laughs> starting now, like I, I just All don't right. want anyone to know. Okay, well, hey, about. Sam Mosier, <laughs> there, there's more people that have seen it that listen to our podcast. Oh, the fuck, it's like okay. If, I don't feel good telling anyone about anything about this movie or what it's even about. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I just. The only, here's my thing, if we don't want to talk about spoilers now, we could talk about it, because I will talk about it on our movie list thing. Let's do that. Because we could bring it up, okay. then that'll Let's be like two, that. three weeks yeah. from now. Okay, so okay. no spoilers. So no spoilers, but brief tune thing. in. Brief thing here about now. what I think about Parasite, no spoilers, yeah. go see it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you can, I can tell you the genre, I mean, that's not a spoiler, it's, no. it's a dark no. comedy thriller. Did it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what it was. It's I call really, it a dark comedy. Would you disagree, Jake? It's a dark comedic thriller. I, I will say this. It's really entertaining. It's really funny. It will keep you interested the entire movie. Yes. Yes. Yes, I don't agree. see it. Um, Just get over yeah. yourself if you don't like subtitles. It's, you know? it, it's It does not hinder the movie at all. Still riding the high I got from Jake saying that like his sister doesn't like subtitles. We told she subtitles. She goes, I can't possibly read it and pay attention. Just wild. Just wild. Into- <laughs> Claire also, uh, review from, my sister really likes the movie Harriet. Go see it. What is- <laughs> hey, you know what that movie has? Janelle Monet. <laughs> oh, that is a good lead-in. You like... I mean, we're just some crafty podcast vets with these transitions. These segues I are like seamless. That. They are smooth. It made me feel... We just kind of... I just kind of lubed our way into the oh, next okay. topic. Right, I was saying... I was, like, quoting Janelle Monet songs, and I don't know what you were doing. I was just saying Janelle Monet's in it, because I'm about to talk about Janelle Monet. What, what were you doing? I, I, was, I wasn't I was listening saying to what you it, were saying. I was, I was ready saying, for my next bit. I like so. that... It makes me feel, and I was. Oh man, incredible! Yeah, wow, tell Jake. us about your uh, Spotify, Zach. Spotify Wrapped. Now I'm gonna spend too much time on it because apparently a lot of people don't like to see these. I've seen people complain about it, but you see, no. I can't, I can't, I, I can't them. disagree less. Who the fuck I love, like I love sharing mine, but also I'm not like sharing mine and then tuning everyone else's out. I've read every single one that I've seen posted. I think it's interesting. If you're like, oh, no one cares, it's like, 
well, that's wrong because I care about other people's and I've had other people talk to me about mine and I talk with other people about theirs. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. But don't be like, oh, yeah, no one cares. This is annoying. It's like a lot of people care. Uh, so Jake has Apple Music, though, so that's stupid. I, can, I still have stuff to contribute. What do they have? What do they got on Apple Music? Um, so they have top songs. They have top artists. They have hours you listen. They have hours you listen to certain artists. Um, it's in a beta so it's not fully fleshed out like Spotify. I'm not going to try to defend it. Spotify is 15 times better. Yeah. I'll give my lame one first, I guess. Um, earlier this year, my brother introduced me to The Strokes, and so that kind of dominated my songs list. The top six songs are all The Strokes um, from their first album, Is This It? Someday, Barely Legal, Last Night, Hard to Explain, etc. Other people dominating the top of my songs. This is Pup's newest album, Scorpion Hill, See at Your Funeral, and some Red Hearse and some Brockhampton. And then in terms of artists... Kanye West was my number one with 23 hours, mostly dominated by the lead-up to Jesus King. <laughs> and after Jesus King, I've listened a little to no Kanye. Um, second is The Strokes with 19 hours. Third is Brock Cannon with 17 hours. And then fourth is Nicholas Bertel, 16 hours, who is a composer who's done... Uh, he did the Succession music. He did If Beale Street Could Talk, which then gets into my albums, my uh, top, let's say top five. Well, that If Beale Street Could Talk soundtrack, it's man. It's beautiful. That song, that's like a track called yeah. Eden. It's the main oh, theme you start consistently. Yeah. That was awesome. My number one is the set, The Strokes. The next four, all things I listen to while doing homework. Number two, Florence by Kevin uh, Penkin. Beautiful uh, game on the App Store played. It's only like 45 minutes. Number three, the Succession soundtrack. To show how much I listen to this, I downloaded this a month ago. I listen to it to get me excited. Like, if I'm nervous about a project, I put on, like, the I can lay off a bunch of people music, and then it gets me excited. Um, I stole that joke from, I think, someone else, but I don't know who you are, but you did a good joke. Um, four, <laughs> if Beale Street could talk. You did a good one. And five, uh, First Man soundtrack by Justin Hurwitz. And then Never six even was, saw the movie. Uh, great movie. Um, six is Morbid Stuff by Pop. That's my list. That's all I get with Apple Music. All right, what I got, I'm not going to go as in-depth as Jake did, despite all the in- just ridiculous inane stats they give me. <laughs> Um, uh, Tara, T- Tara Wack was like a new artist I really liked this year. Yeah. She's good. She has that album where like, uh. It's like 16 minutes. It's like 16 minutes and 16 songs. Yeah. Every song's a minute. Um, I was a uh, genre fluid. How quirky Spotify. <laughs> um, I refuse to let one song define me. At, uh, the bottom is, uh, J Pixie. I don't really know. It's some <laughs> version of J-pop. And then, uh, after that we have Rhythm Game. Uh, whatever the fuck that it means I listen to the Sidus 2 <laughs> music from Sidus 2 a lot great game go check it out on the store then we have pop then soft rock then soft rap pop rap soft pop rap nope oh. soft rock and then pop rap <laughs> okay um, the most interesting part for me about this entire thing was uh, when they're like hey 2016 your song of the year Riga Mortis by Kendrick Lamar song of the year 2017 Rigor Mortis by Kendrick Lamar. So I have a follow-up question. The goat. <laughs> did you catch your, Did you, like, jam that song November, December 2016? Or was that, like, all of 2016 into all of 2017? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I go on and off from that song a lot. It is a uh, exciting, uh, very... <laughs> very fast-paced. Very fast-paced song to get my uh, blood flowing. Love to hear uh, it. I love that fucking song. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. Zach, hit, hit us with your, uh, <laughs> your very one-sided list. <laughs> Alright, so my Spotify premium, as I predicted, my top artist was an obvious one. I've made my brother share the same top artist this year because the Grammys. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Jake. Yeah. Figured you wanted my validation. Uh, No, so the Grammys put me on because she performed in the Grammys, and I was like, you know, I don't even like the Grammys, but, you know, I had it all. I was doing homework in my dorm room in February, whenever that was, and I was just like, 
oh, Janelle, they're like, oh, here comes Janelle Monet. Uh, you know, and I was like, oh, she's in Moonlight. I'm curious what kind of music she makes. My life was changed. <laughs> she like, makes holy Zach's shit. music. Hell, hell of a performance at the Grammys, by the way. Look it up if you haven't seen it. She, she does the song Make Me Feel, but then she also kind of does a medley of her hits from the album Dirty Computer. Uh, awesome performance. I immediately looked her up on Spotify, listened to her, her whole album Dirty Computer the next day, and then it grew into what she does before that, which is like she's got some rock operas before that that are just so diverse in style, and it's awesome. Um, not going to go into all about Janelle Monet, but just this fact right here. Four of my top five songs of the year were Janelle Monet songs. Holy shit. Make me feel, uh, and I like that at one and two respectively. Two best songs. They're they're incredible. Um, honestly, I don't even know if they're, they're her two best songs though, Jake. If you go deep, <laughs> some deep cuts, pretty impressive. But yeah, 31 of my top 100, Janelle Monet. Oh my God. Holy shit. 31%. Where do they show you the top 100? Uh, you, they, it gives you your playlist of oh, the top 100 playlist. songs that you listen to the most. Okay, I should go look at that later. Yeah, but top artists overall, Janelle Monet, one. All right, sorry guys. Taylor Swift too. I don't love her. Like Lover Swift. came out, man. I don't dislike Taylor Swift. It was, you know, I like her a lot. I'm sorry. She's a guilty pleasure. It's comforting to me. I don't, I don't, I can't really tell you why. But I, I don't even. She's a really consistent songwriter. Yeah. And she's got some songs that are like iconic. I think Blank Space is gonna be a timeless one that's gonna be listening to you 20 years down the line. You know, I, I'll yeah, say maybe, that. Yeah, maybe, bro. No, I'll. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll see myself out. All right. Uh, no, I like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. I, she's got some haters in the house. In the house I live at, so I'm used to having to defend her. She's like my the music equivalent of Last Jedi for me here. Are you telling me the house where you guys had a uh, 3 a.m. countdown uh, for Jesus is King is anti Taylor Swift in some way? Hey, you know what? I'll take this time on this platform that I've given myself to say this definitively because I've gotten this argument. Taylor Swift infinitely better than current Kanye. Infinitely better than current Kanye. Yep. Refute it. Try it. If we define current Kanye as Jesus King Kanye, yeah. Better than Yay and Kid Sea Ghost. No. Yes. No, because yes. no, because yes. then nope, here's here, let me refute you. Because if you're comparing current Taylor Swift to past Kanye West, you have to take past Taylor Swift and combine that to past ta- uh, past Kanye, and I would say her last album was not as good as those. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I would say Lover is not as good as her. Kanye pre Life of Pablo pre yeah I'll say that I wish I liked. I would take Lover over Kitsy Ghost Yay and no I'm I'm saying Reputation compared to Yay and Kitsy Ghost I like I like Reputation more than Yay mm. and Kitsy Ghost I wish I like there are Kid more C. songs Ghost. off Reputation than there are good songs on Kitsy Ghost in my eyes Kitsy Ghost also seven yeah so. well yeah maybe that holds it against you have it less chances <laughs> I don't know why that's Kid his C. fault I don't know why Kitsy Ghost doesn't click with me but it is one of the most forgettable albums I've ever listened to. And that also means it's not bad enough it's for you to remember not, that this was bad. I know, it's not a bad... I think good, I would call it a good album. It's, it's a good album. It's good, but it is a literally forgettable for me where I will have forgot... Like, people will be like, Brian, how could you not have listened to Kids Together? You're like, damn, man, man I'm, you're right. And then everybody else, I'm like, oh, I've done this cycle three times. I'm like fucking Job from season five. <laughs> the Forget keep, Me I, Now. Yeah, the keep, Forget I Me keep, Now cycle in season four yeah, is I, a classic I mean, like a bit, fucking a classic Arrested Development bit. It's Groundhog right. Day. <laughs> Just got to blow through this now because we spent a lot of two time on the first two. Uh, Led Zeppelin. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's Led Zeppelin. I mean, Billy Eilish doesn't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It was Van Halen, but yeah. Oh so yeah, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, Jake outed. <laughs> I I was I thought I had the joke, and after I said it, I was sad. fumbled the bit. We're, we've all been there. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> I've never missed a bit. I don't know what you're talking about. Brian, we are not the same. We are not the same. We are not the same.
<laughs> the Beatles at four. Uh, you know, they're my favorite band. They're just my favorite band of all time. The I mean, Beatles always are going to be my movie top five. Yesterday coming out, how could you not just want to? Yesterday kind of. Yeah. I mean, yesterday kind of sucked. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get into it right now. We just don't have the time. You watched it? By God, we don't. I, mean, I did go see it with my mother. You know, I'm not going to turn down a free movie. Do you know who has a prominent role in that movie? Who? The son of Frank Sheeran from The Irishman, Ed Sheeran. What? <laughs> Ed Sheeran's in yesterday. Okay, okay. That was a good one. Okay, I was he, I, just after fumbling a bit, Jake bounces back. <laughs> bounces fucking, back like the crafty podcast that he is. I got owned. You, Jake. you got got. Jake doesn't get got. He goes gets. All right, my last one. Top five of the year. Janelle Monet, Taylor Swift, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles. Coming in at number five. You know who? SpongeBob. Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West, of course, made my top five. 55,884 minutes listen. That's actually the least amount I've listened to music in the past five years since I've had premium. The most I've listened to, 2015. I was going through it. I don't know what I was listening to, but 75,000 minutes in 2015. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, decade stats. Who, who wants to take a stab as the number one uh, artist? Number one artist of the decade. Jay-Z's not on Spotify. Would have um, been him anyway. I know. Um... A lot J. of dead Cole. air. J. Cole. Nope. <laughs> so what is the question? Oh, you see, we piqued Jake's interest now with J. Cole. Because we know his J. Number Cole one, is J. His Cole. number one artist of the decade. Who do you think it is? I probably showed oh, it to you I guys. No, I don't yeah, want to. It's not fun then. Uh, it's, Red, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Say Anything, which is like an indie band. Only one other person at Mizzou I've actually talked to knows who Say Anything is. Caitlin Brenner. Shout out Caitlin Brenner. If she ever listens to it, I doubt she does. But, uh, <laughs> you know, fake fans, we got them. <laughs> uh, Fans in spirit, not attendance. You know, that's okay. Green Day. Um, <laughs> does anyone listen to this? All We're right, doing uh, Green all right. Day. I've all shown right. you the numbers. All right. We're doing all Apparently, right. Apparently, you guys are out there. And I'm not not just talking. We're not talking to ourselves. Uh, what? Like some if you listen to this, tweet at us. <laughs> Show us you care. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's getting pretty existential in here. <laughs> We're just arguing to a black hole. All right. Right. I don't actually ever say anything. Green Day number three. Still love Green Day. They're, I mean, they're just timeless for me. I, I mean, love Green Day. One twenty one guns. I mean, that's not even. See, if you think of Green Day and that's the first song that thinks in your head, that's. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> it's a pretty generic song. It's good, but it's definitely not as awesome as they've been. Eminem and Kanye come out four and five. Makes makes a lot of sense. That fits. Top songs of the decade? I don't know if you guys know the song. The end of Fight Club. I saw Fight Club in like 2016, 2015 or something. My mind was blown by it. The movie ends with Where Is My Mind? And that's such a perfect ending. And I fell in love with that song and I must have listened to it. And then I finally got over the obsession. My, guy, my brother was like, you got to stop listening to this song all the time, man. I'm going to get sick of it. And I was like, you know what? I'll get sick of it too if I stop. And then you know what Damon Lindelof does? He fucking puts it in the leftovers season two right then, and I just I'm hooked back in. He got me again. Yeah, Lindelof, famous famous for also writing The Watchmen, the current show. Full circle, guys. All right, same uh, writers. Yep, Feel Good Inc., Redbone, Karma Police, When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin also made the top five of the decade songs. Okay. Yep. So that that was uh that was my decade. Black Widow. Trailer. Oh, one more one more uh <laughs> thing, one more fun fact uh. I apparently my I was also genre fluid like Brian. Yeah, didn't uh, let my genre define you. No, I did not. I don't like to be boxed in. Uh, so yeah, rock, pop, rap, top three. After that, you get an interesting one. J-pop. 
soundtrack slash movie tunes. Okay, that's not. And you know what made my top 100? Actually, one one uh, a lot of Star Wars ones made my top 100. Interesting soundtrack that made my top 100. The called Gas, Gas the opening, like unnerving music from Midsummer was literally oh. my twelfth most listened to song of the year. Interesting. I just just vibe. I just vibe to it. It's got a heavy <laughs> drum beat. It makes me uncomfortable. You know, I try to write some horror screenplays. I put it on a loop. That's what I do. Uh, movie writer over movie here. Writer I try. Over here. Aspiring. I'm <laughs> if trying we to get better. If we hit $30 on the Patreon that doesn't exist. Zach will write a whole movie. <laughs> Zach will drop out of college good. and write a movie. You know, it's a good it's a good segue to the Patreon. If you guys donate $50, <laughs> I will not go to one of my classes next semester. Not one. I won't drop out. I just won't attend them. And then if you pay $200 to Patreon, I will live stream you into the conversation where I tell my parents that I have not attended any classes that they pay for. I will set up the camera and you will witness firsthand the results of my my destruction. My self-destruction. Lead into the Black Widow trailer. Not Fuck a smoothest me. transition. Do we but- know how long last episode was? Uh, we're pretty damn close to it. It was like an hour 24. I love it. I love it too. It feels epic to me right now. It does feel epic because I feel like we haven't lulled at all. I feel like we've we've got some good content that we we've have been spewing been. out. So give your opinion on content. To the Black Widow trailer. Black Widow trailer. I have nothing to say. It's fine. Literally, like I am a nothing. All right. I guess. I mean, I give my two cents. Overall, fine trailer. I like it more the second time I watch it, knowing what to expect. Um, love Florence Pugh from uh, Midsummer. She she's cool. Midsommar. Love seeing David Harbor. Yeah. As like this, like you know, this like aging version. Oh, pretty much his character. Scare. Loved Hellboy. His character is pretty much. <laughs> his character is uh, what I've been told, what I've been led to believe. I think his name is like Red Guardian or something like that. Red Scare. Red. Is that I said the Red Scare. Oh I yeah. Think, okay. I think. No, Red yeah. Scare is Watchmen. He's probably like Red, Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Yeah, Red Scare is Watchmen. Red Guardian. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty much the Russians' answer to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's like he's aged, and now he's he's getting back into it. It's like thinking like Bob Parr in The Incredibles when he puts the suit back on. So what the vibes I got? Do we know when this takes place? Uh, right after Civil War is what I've been led to believe. Okay, so okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So I mean, I hear a Black Widow movie is getting made. You know, her arc got wrapped up in Endgame. But, yeah, she you know, kinda... so it's like, oh, why are they making a movie Black Widow movie? You know, okay, those those complaints are warranted. Well, why? Uh, but I'll bite I'll bite it in the sense that I was expecting the justification to be. I'm sure they're setting up some other stuff with maybe like Florence Pugh's character or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think the answer is that they need a new one. They're yeah, they're probably gonna sister. yeah they're gonna make the new Black Widow. But then yeah, okay, we'll see. Yeah. Either way, the point is, uh, I thought we were gonna get something new to the MCU in the sense that like like an espionage spy movie, kind of similar to like a PG-13 Atomic Blonde, mm-hmm. something like that. Which I love Atomic Blonde, awesome movie. Um, you know, a little less less big Avengers level threat as Spider-Man Far From Home, say like type action. More down to earth, close quarters, like fighting type stuff. You know, yeah. the Black Widow fight scenes are usually pretty cool, because you know she doesn't have powers. So, but how is she gonna handle an Avengers level threat by herself? And then in the trailer, you get a scene of her falling from the sky in a shootout, like parachute yeah. things falling. It's just like this looks like the usual MCU stuff. And you know, Brian was like, "Oh, that trailer's shitty," and I'm and I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I'm, I'll believe in you until you let me down. And they haven't yet, so I'm... I'm I've was, seen Thor 2. I guess maybe that's what the one you didn't see. I did see Thor 2. I think it's better than Thor 1. I guess you didn't see Thor. I mean, maybe that's the one you, know, you know, see. the worst one's Incredible Hulk, but that's... And at this point, it's like the black that's sheep old, of the that's whole old, thing. That's old shit. That's that old shit. Dude, honestly, I don't think they're even bad. It's just... No, it's not ones I really want to go rewatch. I'm not, like, watching, like, this is bad. I'm just like, this is fine. 
they haven't made a movie that I'm like actively like this is bad. And so until they do that, I'm not think they're gonna make one. But I think Black Widow will be fine. Probably like, it, I mean, it's hard to judge it off one trailer. But if it's not really setting itself apart tonally, which is what I thought they were gonna do, like with a new tone, then it's kind of like then what's 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 the point? Like so, you know, like where are we gonna go from here? Um, I guess we'll find out how they justify it. Uh, other trailer. Does anyone have anything to say about Black Widow? No. Uh, Black Widow done. Other big trailer. Uh, Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds. Interesting concept, Brian. Uh, seems uh, like, seems like, I mean, it seems like you're not sold. Even I, though it's literally Ryan Reynolds gets put as like a video game sim, pretty much. Yeah, and he decides to not be the usual. The NPC, yeah. yeah like, um, it looks a little too quirky. And looks very quirky. It, it kind of looks like. But then like they threw the, Taika Waititi in there. I'm like, oh, they got me. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, the Truman Show, but like infinitely worse. And they're like, Truman Show's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love that it's we can agree on that. Incredible film. Wow, it looks like the Truman Show, but he gets there immediately to the part where he's like, "Oh, I'm in a sim," and then uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I was intrigued by the concept leading up to it. I'm like, "Oh, Ryan Reynolds." Uh, I'm sure even if it's not that good, I'll watch it and probably enjoy it to an extent because it's I, hard not to enjoy anyone with Ryan Reynolds on screen. I've never watched Ryan Reynolds on a screen and been like. Eh. I mean, he's in bad movies because there are parts of movies where he's not on the screen. Even yeah. the Amityville Horror remake. You know, I was like, wow, he's on screen. I like this part. And then he's not. And I'm like, okay, this probably is not a good movie. Fun fact, I've been to where they filmed um, whatever we just talked about. Free Amityville guy? Horror? No. The Real World? No. Nope. Frozen 2? No. Nope. Free Guy? <laughs> the one with uh, Jim Carrey. Truman oh, Show. Truman Show. Yeah, the island? The, the, yeah, the beach town. He's going to Fiji. I love that bit. <laughs> just like, oh, you have a message from my wife? Uh, or like, or he's like, would you like to leave a message for your wife? Just tell her, I'm going to Fiji. <laughs> Fiji. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Such a great movie. Yeah, that's a... It's a classic. Yeah. Go I'll watch Truman Show if you haven't seen it. Go fucking it's awesome. see if you're, Why do you even listen to us if you haven't seen it? You uh, waste of life. No, please listen to us. Uh. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about Wonder Woman or the Bond trailer? Is anyone trailer? out there? Oh, the I think do both. I, I think both. Wow. Do you? Can you say it? Can I think both of those were the better two trailers of the better than the two we just discussed? I would say it go for me. It would go Bond, Black Widow, Wonder Woman. Wow. I think all the DC movies look even more generic than the Marvel movies. Wowza. Man, Bryce Cross, former E23 stat or exec, was raving about the Wonder uh, he, Woman trailer. He on also Twitter. raved about the Birds of Prey trailer. I and... thought that trailer was also dope. <laughs> I'm with you, Jake. <laughs> that trailer looked fun and unique. Sorry, Bryce Cross. <laughs> that trailer looked fun and unique. No, and you it know did what? not. It looked like John Favreau had his hands nowhere near it. Is what Birds of Prey trailer looked like to me. You know, I that's have, what I, I have thought. nothing to say. I love Margot Robbie. Jake doesn't like Margot Robbie. You heard it here first. I think we got she the is hot wonderful. takes here. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, I thought the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer looked cool, looked fun. I love seeing shit where she's like sliding and throwing that whip lasso around. She lassoed lightning and then she swung on it like Spider Man. And I guess that just doesn't do it for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only part of that trailer that's Here's the thing. Neat. I did think that was cool. The movie will be over two hours long. That takes two <laughs> seconds. Man, okay. We got we got the Mandalorian unmasked, and he's got a rough toupee. I love it. Uh, we got he Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. I love Kristen Wiig. Pedro we got Chris Pine, Captain Kirk himself back as as uh, Steve Trevor, whatever his Looking name was. At trash cans. Looking at I'm trash in. Cans. I love Chris Pine. And I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. She's great. 
and the action looked cool, and it looked colorful. The color, like, it looked, everything about it looked cool to me. You heard it here for Zach's recommendations. Watch the Wonder Woman trailer. Watch the Black Widow trailer. Bomb trailer. He looks oh, like he's over it. here we go. He looks like he's over he's, it. They got Daniel <laughs> Craig back, who famously said he was going to slit his wrist <laughs> instead of do another Bond movie after he finished Spectre. Well, they patched him up, and yeah. he went right Well, let's back hope he didn't really want to do it, because Spectre is honestly the weakest of his four movies, and he, I mean, it's kind of a generic plot, and it's it's kind of forced villain, and it's not not a great movie. It's got I'm some cool action set pieces. See, now the guy... Hell. Well, yeah, they, 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 they had Danny Boyle, who left it to go do yesterday. Apparently because he wanted to kill Bond, and they said he couldn't do that. <laughs> that would have been dope. <laughs> Jesus, that would have been awesome. They said, no, it's not, you can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to be James Bond. John Favreau probably <laughs> stepped in and said no. Absolutely yeah. not. MGM is holding on to Bond... As much as they can. The we have the next one. Well, it's not like it's not like killing him would mean they can't make another bomb. Movie. I know, they restart I, anyway. So yeah. I don't think. Actually, I think it would be a bold, awesome decision to yeah. kill him in this one. Sorry, uh, Carrie. What's his name? Carrie Fukunaga. I think is yes, the guy's name. Yes, I like him. Yeah, I mean, directed season one of True Detective. Did Maniac, uh, which was a, raised a lot of questions. Then it wasn't quite worth the build up, but it was a cool enough show. Um... Yeah, I have faith that it's going to be a really cool movie. Trailer gets better every time I watch it. I watch it about three times. I love Daniel Craig. Still on Daniel Craig high from Knives Out. Uh, so Ana de Armas, great. Also yeah, riding also the Knives from out. Knives Out. I'm fucking in. Are you good on trailers? Because I got... I mean... I got a transition. What's the transition? I mean, I, well, hold up, Brian. <laughs> no time to die. It's 12.03. No time for the <laughs> podcast to die. I mean, that... J- Jake's Spanish final is today. Zach's, who knows? <laughs> Zach's Spanish final is also today. You know? Maybe I might... Fuck it. Might just hit the fuck it we ball button and go to, uh, go to arena... Get the local arena liquor by my store exactly. and get a Monster Energy drink exactly. for three dollars and just chug it and not sleep until the final. Exactly. You're fucking tossing ten out of ten alley oops right here. Can I hit the transition? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me toss one more up to you. No, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You said you were gonna hit that button. Well, my recommendation is a game called Hit the Button. Oh fuck! Push the button. Push the button. Oh man, I was, I was. I and was... after all of that, after all the that build wasn't up, even my original he one. He fucked up the bit again. Jake. He fumbled the bit. Jake, I was, huh. Jake, I was trying to give you mercy by not bringing up Jackbox Party Pack Six because I know we're trying to get out of here. But we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna vote you off the podcast. Yeah, channel. no, but yeah, we played. You're out. We played. Uh, Zach and Jake came over and met my other friends it was a great crossover and we <laughs> what played... a great what a fucking crossover in brian's life yeah the honestly. two groups merged finally instead of saying hey my friend said this i can just say their name <laughs> um very exciting for me personally. i know who you're talking about and now they can just listen to podcasts to- yeah, let yeah. me see if i get it toby mm-hmm. toby roommate toby's roommate yeah. john john friend holy yeah. moly yeah and wow. shout out to who i met megan Friend, also. I think the best part about this is, guys, she will not be named, uh, but one of our friends who was part of both groups, like me, she just wanted us to say her name on the podcast for so fucking long. And we're not going to say and it. And because you didn't meet her, she doesn't get the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout uh, out. <laughs> damn it. Maybe I'll bleep that out. Thought that was going to be a long running gag. Yeah, oh. bleep it out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, uh, Jackbox Party Pack 6, great game. Push the button. It's kind of like a uh, mafia thing. 
It's you know, faking Mom, it perfected times 20. Yeah, faking it. Another Jackbox game has been perfected and is now push the button, which is incredibly fun. Uh, you're basically just trying to figure out who the alien is. It took me a second to figure out, but once I got it, it was really fun. Yeah, like you're trying to figure out who the alien is. They all have to answer questions. Aliens get like, aliens will get a question like, what's your favorite, uh, humans get a question like, what is your favorite uh, alcoholic drink? And then aliens will get a question like, what's your favorite drink? And the aliens will put hot chocolate, and then we all look at them and be like, that's not alcoholic. Yeah, I got, I got screwed on that one. Yeah. But there is all kinds of... Tell uh, you what, you know what I don't like doing in that game? What? You know it's all about trying to like see if you're an alien, if you think yeah. you're an alien, oh. they're going to vote you out. Yeah. We got, baby. They got, they got... There are some tendencies for people. I'm a big believer in the innocent until proven guilty in all facets of life. But you also... You guys were trying to send an innocent man... Into the vacuum of space. And viewers, we did it. We send multiple innocent <laughs> And I was an, always, I was never an alien. I was always an innocent man. And at yeah. least twice I can remember, yeah. I was sent into the vacuum of space. Yeah, like I think. On suspicion alone. Yeah. For like a game that's kind of like perfected the, uh, the mafia, like faking it, like stuff like that. They've not only like made it way better, but they've also like added a huge like. It seems like a small thing, but it actually adds like a huge like layer of like dynamics. Dynamics is uh, yeah. is the button. Like at any time in the game, a player you have you each player can only do it once, but you can push the button and it takes everyone to a voting thing, and you vote to send someone off the ship to die, and yeah. it has to be unanimous. But at any time, like we, you only have nineteen minutes, the game is always like a certain amount of time. And it's like a real-time countdown. So there will just be a part where we're all yelling, and then John or someone will stand up and, yeah. like, I'm hitting the button, and he we hits the We were all screaming. <laughs> it's it's a great time. Yeah. And Joke Boat is basically, like, a better version of Quiplash. Yeah. That was fun. Um, there's one where you put your friends into categories. Like, one of them was, um, it was, there was famous movie lines, and you have yeah. to, like, drag them in and see what everyone says. Who's the, who's the I am your father? You yeah. Know? Stuff like that. So, Jackbox, fun. Are we ready to go into recommendations? Yeah. Recommendation this, that, was, that was one of my recommendations. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was the transition. Was, oh, yeah, fuck. That, yeah, that was <laughs> the transition. Happy play. So then my other transition was when he brought up Bond. I was going to say Rami Malek, Mr. Robot. Um, oh, it, had, it had an Rami episode. Rami Malek. Last, I haven't watched. I've been saying Rami Malek this whole time. Me too, me too. I don't know which one it is. Oh, um, man. <laughs> but like, I won't have, at this moment, have watched the one that aired um, tonight because we're recording this on a Sunday. But the one last week was phenomenal. It it still has four episodes left, but it basically built to the conclusion that it's been building to for four seasons, and it completely paid off. Um, it was phenomenal. It was riveting. All the performances were great. It took lots of risks, and it paid off. The music was phenomenal. Um, that's one of my recommendations. My other one is... Um, Shout out to all of, I tweeted about it last night, um, shout out to all my friends' friends. I've met Zach's roommates, who are all super great. Uh-huh. Um, I met one um, one of my friends from METV, I met her roommate, she is fantastic. And this weekend, um, Brian introduced me to his roommate and friends, Megan, John, and then his roommate's named Toby. Shout out to all three of them, because they are all freaking fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if they listen to this, but you guys are awesome. So, that's Aww. it. That Aww. was cute. Recommend to meet your friends' friends. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't really a recommendation, just more of a compliment. But no, it was that nicely no, at the it was end. Um, <laughs> a lot of people in that apartment. Um, I recommend uh, doing your homework before you know the big Fuck final. off. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what Talk do you Talk about me like I'm not here. <laughs> Zach, what do you recommend? I'll spit in your face. <laughs> I'm sorry, will, Zach. Brian, I will slap you in the teeth. <laughs> All right. Um, Not effective per place to slap someone. <laughs> I, think I think I got it from Dennis and Always Sunny. It seems like <laughs> something he would say to D. 
Yeah. Um, okay, I guess my recommendation, uh, you know, the great uh, Jay-Z, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's on, he's on Spotify. He turned 50. Oh, man. Otis is out there for you. <laughs> you know. As is a song I complete, I used to love, completely forgot, literally forgot it existed. <laughs> no one talked about it. Never looked it up on YouTube just to hear it again. Didn't think to download it to my Spotify through bootleg. Gotta have it. Song Gotta Have It on Watch the Throne. I'm like, wow. <laughs> this this you, song is kind of cool. You no longer have to be like Zach and basically upload them through your personal computer to the Spotify cloud. It's a process. It is a process. It was a process, and I was doing it. I did it for the entire South Park, the movie soundtrack. Nothing but respect for you, dude. You know, I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated to the craft. I think... Just like you know? we're dedicated so, to yeah, the So yeah, I guess my recommendation, uh, listen... To everyone says the blueprint is this classic album. I listened to it for the first time all the way all the way through. It's couple, it's good. I mean, I knew a couple of them; they were good. But it's a really good album, great album. I still think his best is the one that I've always known, the Black album. That's the only album I knew by his all the way through. Awesome album. Listen to it. It's got like ninety nine problems, dirt off your shoulder, change clothes, a lot of classics. Got the one where he's like O O H to the O V, whatever one that one's called. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Whole album's awesome. Go listen to the Black Album. Came out two thousand three. All right, that's that's been a cube. Has that been a cube? Yeah, it's been a cube. Most, most important it's recommendation. Been a full cube. Uh, next episode, we are banking some for the winter break. Yeah, let's go. Let's record one right now. I'm gonna hide. <laughs> let's go. If I uh, didn't have a final, I'd be down. I would not. Uh, I might be. I, I'm mostly. Um, well, it looks like looks like we got two who are not team players listen, listen. on the cube today. Okay, next episode it will be going up at some point. When I don't know. Follow content underscore cube on Twitter for updates on that. It's going to be a uh, year in retrospect. Like our, it's going to be a lot of lists. You know, favorite movies, favorite games, favorite music, favorite stuff like that. You know. Hey, viewers, I'm going to tell Brian to put this at the beginning of the podcast because I don't know if you're going to make it to the end of this one. Send us questions for these upcoming things about end-of-the-year stuff. That's it. All right. <laughs> I love every one of you that listens to this, unless you're uh, unless you're just, like, objectively evil. Uh, have a good week. Uh, see you in the future. Love ya. He likes my diamonds and my pearls. I said thank you, I designed it. Absolutely, I'm so excited for the day of reckoning Dude. for Papa John's. It's coming. What do y'all think it is? I don't know. That day of reckoning came for him the second after he finished those fucking forty pizzas. <laughs> that bathroom got its day of reckoning. I've eaten forty pizzas he in the looked, last. You're gonna finish like drinking that garlic dying. sauce, bro. Dude, he was looking sweaty. Like as Alex Navarro put it on Twitter, like his divorced. Dude, energies were like off the fucking charts. Yeah, and then it comes out that his wife is like filing for fucking divorce. He's so sweaty. He's so sweaty. What a sweaty man. 
The, the but not like a cool, I've been working out, like, um, I stay active, I'm hip, I'm healthy, sweaty. It's like my body is working overtime like, to process like these pieces. I am, I am, like, exhausted from sitting down here with you. <laughs> it's too hot. Life is room. exhausting me right now, so I'm sweating. Well, what is, what is the day of reckoning? Uh, you'll know. You'll know what yeah. <laughs> He's got, we'll interview? know it yeah. when we get there. We'll know it when we get there. He's like, why, why wouldn't you just set the record straight and yeah. say right now, he goes, well, there is a coming. It's coming. <laughs> like, there's the recording. I mean, this of him. man clearly has money. Why? He's just got to. I don't just know. Got to get his life. He he's probably got enough, enough to, buy to be 40 comfortable. Pizzas. Yeah, he is comfortable for sure. He's he, always on the games during sports games. Not anymore. Um, think you went to the same Papa John's forty times, and those people are like, why the fuck does Papa keep coming back? Do you think he fucking goes there? You think he has to pay? Oh yeah, I think that's he's testing their flavors. There's no fucking. Been, dude, he's been walking in and out of Little Caesars with the five dollars <laughs> hot and ready. So there's no other explanation. You can't. You he can't. buys one for him and one for the logistics. Do you think they call him Little so, Papa? So, dude, forty pizzas in thirty days, I believe, was his number. That means that he, there's no way he goes there and back. Each time he wants a pizza, he's yeah. probably picking up a lot of them at one time. Which he probably makes them at home. He probably bought their oven and has his own hot and ready. I didn't thing. even think about that. If he's just making frozen pizzas at home, no. I mean, I bet he makes his like own pizzas by. You hand. think he's tossing dough in the air at home? Yeah, back back in this pop- sweaty sad man is in there tossing yeah. dough. I just doubt it. I just doubt it. He that, doesn't have it in him. You know how um, it's a man. That, it's a man who's just ready to call it. You know how like uh, alcohol is it like whiskey? How whiskey barrels you put them in the barrels and they evaporate and that's like the. Uh, I'm not, angel share, sure. you know what I mean, and then like the barrels, making. the devil's cut. For every, uh, for every ten slices of pizza they make at Papa John's, they have to make an eleventh for him, and that's the that's the Papa's cut. He comes in and eats every eleventh. You gotta slice. render on the Papa John's. What is Papa John's in the Bible? Jesus said it. All right. <laughs> One of those things that they see. That's that's a good. This those is a guys good. who wrote the Bible, they put it in there to make sure that they, that the subjects, pay their taxes. <laughs> You know, render unto Caesars. What a Caesar! It was a clever little ad there. So, so, is there any like we have a recording of him saying the N word, right? I, I mean, I don't remember the context. I know it wasn't like, or at least I don't know. I believe it wasn't like a. Like no, a, it was. It was him reading something, right? No, yeah. it was him saying like, Colonel Sanders said it back in the forties. Look, <laughs> I'm mad at him. Why can't I say it or something like that? Was that I, how it went? I, the context I heard was that he was like going through some, like, training thing and was telling people, like, if you... He was giving, like, oh, a situation, if this happens, this is what you should do, and he felt the need to have that word included in this hypothetical situation. Yeah. Be prepared for Yeah. <laughs> and then he yelled it into the phone call. Like, for instance, what happens if a customer yells? <laughs> yeah. And that customer is me, Papa John. It's me. Let's... What will you do if I walk in with Papa John's and I blatantly yell the N-word? And then ask... It would go a little something like this. I don't remember who who it was. Someone did, like, a sketch on YouTube. It was, like, the Papa John's fucking, like, rehabilitation VR. And he goes in and it's like, all right, just... Just, uh, just gotta be cool to this, like, this, this black worker. And he goes in and, like, cites crime statistics or something. <laughs> the arms blare. It's like simulation fail. Kind of picture him as, like... <laughs> That's just good. Like a Popeye's and a, like, or not a Popeye's, a, like a, it's just Popeye, right? A Popeye and a mental breakdown type state, except yeah. instead of spinach, uh-huh. like, it's pizza. And, like, he gets it, and then once it, instead of getting, like, really strong, he just gets that... <laughs> That blind, that like, rage, that sweaty rage where he feels confident enough to say anything. Like, for instance, there will be a day of reckoning for an entire corporation. That man needs help. Okay, like, I know it's unlikely that it's going to be cool, but, like, do you think a day of reckoning comes or do you think we just forget about it? 
I think, I think the best day it. of reckonings occur when you have forgotten about it. Yeah, you're right. I think our two options is the opening another pizza business or we get a Kevin Spacey-esque Christmas video <laughs> oh. in which he stands at his kitchen counter making a pizza yeah. and explains how the world has done him wrong and he's going to come back. and He's going to tell everyone how to out-pizza the hut is what he's going to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, like, when you think about it, like, Day of Reckoning means nothing now because Kevin Spacey already fucking nailed it. Yeah. What, <laughs> no one likes a sequel. Yeah. What, a, what a Day of Reckoning. <laughs> yeah. And then that Kevin Spacey accuser just died or something. Uh, One of them did. Not kinda, suspicious at all. Kind of randomly died. A people whole... random people randomly die all the time when they're key witnesses in trials. Yeah. You know. I mean, Jewish World randomly died, but I don't think it had to do with people killing him. R.I.P. Juice World. R.I.P. Juice World. Twenty-one. Younger than me. That sucks. All right, you guys want to get the episode going? Yeah.